Chapter 4 Dina froze in horror. She couldn't move. She couldn't breathe. She stared at the cap, struggling to see the man's face. But his features were a dark blur, hidden in shadows. And then he moved, raised his head to the moonlight, grinned at the frightened girls. A familiar grin. Chuck! Dina shrieked. I'll kill him! Jade cried in a tight, trembling voice. I'll kill him! I really will! Then she burst out laughing. Chuck! Dina exclaimed. How did you get up there? What are you doing? In answer, Chuck tapped on the window pane again. Let me in, Chuck cried. I'm freezing to death out here. The girls reached out and helped pull Chuck in from the large oak branch he was sitting on. He dropped heavily into the room. Then as he brushed off his jeans, he gave Jade a long, slow, appreciative look. You look great, he told her. Thanks, she said. So do you. Nice hat. Grinning, he pulled off the hat and tossed it onto Jade's bed. Chuck, I really don't believe you, Jade exclaimed, hands pressed against her waist. What are you doing here? Later, he replied. He pulled Jade close, giving her a big hug and a kiss. Then he gave Dina a quick hug. What's up, Dina? he asked. You're up, Dina choked. Up a tree. How'd you get up here? Jade demanded. I climbed, Chuck said, shrugging. Big deal. It was worth it to see the looks on your faces. Man, that was funny. You're about as funny as the stomach flu, Jade told him, shaking her head. But a smile spread across her face. When you pulled open the curtains and saw me, I thought you'd jump out of your skin, Chuck exclaimed. You're a real scary guy, Chuck, Jade replied dryly. Why didn't you just ring the doorbell like a normal person? Boring, Chuck sing-songed. You know, I don't like to do things the boring way. Tell me about it, Dina muttered under her breath. Chuck put on a mock pal. Aren't you happy to see me? Of course I am, Jade replied. I'm very happy to see you. She took his hand and gave him a smile warm enough to melt an iceberg. But I thought winter break didn't start till next week. It doesn't, Chuck said, and his lopsided grin faded. He turned away. Dina thought she caught a scowl on his face. If school's not out, then why are you home? Dina demanded. I had enough of college, Chuck said. So I decided to start my vacation early. Huh? What do you mean you had enough? Dina asked. I mean I dropped out, okay? He replied sharply. There are a couple of professors. They really got on my case. Chuck? Dina started. It was all a mistake, Chuck cried with sudden intense emotion. The whole thing was a mistake. I never should have gone away to college. It wasn't right for me. What's Dad going to say? Dina asked, crossing her arms over her chest. Hey, back off, Chuck snapped angrily. Who cares what Dad thinks? It's my life. He glared at Dina. And stop staring at me with that smug, disapproving face. I know what you're thinking, Dina. You're thinking, poor Chuck, he messed up again. Well, I don't care what you think. Fine, Dina replied, retreating. She hated it when Chuck acted like this. She knew she'd better stop the discussion. She didn't want him to explode. His expression still menacing, Chuck turned to Jade. Well. You're not saying anything, Jade. Guess you think I messed up, too. Uh, I'm not sure what I think, Jade confessed. I was just wondering what you're planning to do now. I have some ideas, Chuck replied softly. Dina felt her heart sink. Chuck had obviously gotten into some kind of trouble. Trouble he couldn't bluff his way out of with his easy charm. She liked Chuck. She loved him. He was her half-brother, after all. They shared the same dad. But she had seen this dark side of Chuck before. He was trouble. He had always been trouble. Jade dropped onto her bed. Well, she asked Chuck, are you going to share your ideas with us? Here's what I'm thinking, Chuck replied, 
sitting on the bench at Jade's dressing table. Why was I going to college? To become a filmmaker, right? And you've changed your mind? Dina asked. No, no way, Chuck told her. But you see, college is all wrong for me. They don't let you just take film courses. You also have to take math and history and a lot of other garbage that doesn't have anything to do with making movies. Yes, so? Jade asked, glancing at Dina, who remained standing in the middle of the bedroom. So? So, why not go where the films are? Why not go to L.A.? Chuck asked excitedly. Really? squealed Jade. Are you crazy? Dina demanded at the same moment. Why not? Chuck repeated calmly. I have friends out there. I lived in L.A. with my mom for a while, and that's where the movie business is. Why should I stick around a place like Shadyside, or take dumb classes at a nothing college? Why shouldn't I go where the action is? When are you planning to go? asked Jade, her eyes wide with excitement. As soon as I get some money together, Chuck said. I don't believe this, Dina cried. Why didn't you tell Mom and Dad you were having trouble in school? Because it's none of their business, Chuck snapped. It's just that I worry about you, Chuck, Dina said. Well, stop worrying, he replied angrily. Get out of my face, Dina. Stop trying to be my mother, okay? I've already got too many. Stop it, you two! Jade put her hand on the back of Chuck's neck and began to rub gently. Now, let's all just calm down. The important thing is that Chuck is here, right? Yeah, yeah, said Chuck sarcastically. Dina sighed and dropped down on the end of the bed. She watched as Chuck and Jade stared into each other's eyes. I'm so happy to see you, Chuck, Jade said. Yeah, me too, he told her. What's up with you, Jade? What have you been up to while I was away? Oh, just the usual. You know, school, hanging out. Pretty busy, huh? Chuck demanded. Just the usual, Jade repeated. Too busy to write, I mean, he said softly. Oh, well, I've never been one for writing letters, Jade said. You know that, Chuck, but I think about you a lot. Yeah, Chuck muttered glumly. I guess you were thinking about me when you were kissing that other guy tonight. For a moment, the room fell silent. Oh, wow, Dina thought. Jade is in major trouble now. But Jade just left, her eyes still turned adoringly on Chuck. You mean Teddy? she asked innocently. Who's Teddy? Chuck demanded. He's on the Tigers team, said Jade. Dina and I went to the game. Teddy won the game in the last second, and I was just congratulating him. Yeah, sure, Chuck snarled. He stood up and began pacing the room. And who else have you been congratulating while I was gone? Chuck! Jade sounded genuinely hurt. Give me a break. I've gone out with a few other guys. Of course I have. I mean, I'd die of boredom if I didn't. She stood up and followed him, putting a hand on his arm. But I was just killing time, waiting for you. You've got to believe me. Jade turned her wide green eyes on him, and Dina could practically see Chuck melt. Do you believe me? Jade asked softly. Chuck hesitated. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, good. Jade gave him a quick kiss. It's so late. Dina and I are totally wrecked from the game. Go on home and we'll get together tomorrow, okay? Okay, Chuck agreed. The only thing is, I don't exactly feel like facing Dad tonight. Can I have your key, Dina? I'll just let myself in. Sure, said Dina. She fished in her bag for her keys and handed them over to Chuck. But you don't have to worry. Mom and Dad are away. That's why I'm staying at Jade's tonight. Chuck seemed very relieved. Jade walked Chuck downstairs. From the bedroom, Dina could hear them talking in low voices for several minutes before the front door shut. Dad is going to have a fit, Dina realized. She dreaded the scene when Chuck spilled the news that he had dropped out of school. 
Maybe Mom and Dad will get used to the idea, Dina thought hopefully. Maybe they'll even help Chuck get it together and move out to California. Or maybe there'll be a terrible screaming fight. I'm so glad Chuck's back, aren't you? Jane asked, strolling back into the bedroom. Yeah, of course, Dina replied quickly, but she found herself wondering if she really was glad. Chuck was always so much trouble. Dina was still thinking about Chuck when she pulled the covers up to her chin and switched off the light. A few minutes later, she managed to forget all about Chuck as she drifted off into a great dream about Steve Mason. She woke with a start when the bedroom phone rang. Her eyes popped open and darted around the strange surroundings. It took her a moment to realize she wasn't in her own bedroom. Would you get that? Jade asked groggily. It's closer to you. The digital clock showed 2.30 as Dina croached for the receiver. Hello, she whispered. Hello, rasped a familiar gravelly voice. Dina jerked up, instantly alert. Who is this? she demanded. You know, the voice said. Remember the closet? Who is it? Jade asked from across the room. It's him, Dina cried. Jade quickly made her way over to Dina and lowered her head to the phone so she could hear too. Remember the closet, the voice went on, the one you were hiding in. Dina gasped. A year ago, she and Jade had hidden in a tiny closet in Barberson's house, while he stalked through each room, searching for them. Squashed together, they had huddled, terrified in the back of the dark closet, but Farberson had found them. No one else knows about the closet, Dina told herself. Jade, me, and Farberson were the only ones who know. That means this caller has to be Farberson. Go away! Leave us alone! Dina cried into the phone receiver, her voice tiny and frightened. Think about how scared you were that night, the voice whispered. Because you're going to be more scared real soon. Chapter 5 Thanks, Mrs. Smith, Dina called as Jade's mother dropped her at home on Saturday morning. It was a clear, cold day, and Dina squinted into the sun as she walked up the circular driveway to her house. I wonder if Mom and Dad know that Chuck is home yet, she thought. As she walked to the back of the house, she heard a door slam and then angry shouting. They know all right, Dina thought. Why didn't you at least tell us you're having problems, Dina's mom was shouting as Dina opened the back door. I didn't think it was any of your business, Chuck replied eagerly. Dina stepped into the kitchen. Chuck nodded to her. Her parents ignored her. They were concentrating on Chuck. It was obvious to Dina that her parents had gone ballistic over Chuck's news. Her mom kept tugging at her hair, pacing back and forth, shaking her head. Mr. Mortensen sat at the kitchen table, gripping his coffee mug so tightly his knuckles had turned white. Chuck's face was bright red. He stood in the kitchen doorway, his hands jammed into the front pockets of his jeans, his features set in anger. Did you know about this, Dina? her father demanded. Know about what? Dina tried to sound innocent. She didn't know how much of his plan Chuck had revealed. About the trouble Chuck's been in at school, her mother said. I'm not in trouble anymore, Chuck cried breathlessly. I've already dropped out. Dina, did you? her father demanded. The first I knew about anything was last night, Dina told him. She poured herself a glass of orange juice. Dina doesn't know anything, Chuck told them with a sneer. What difference does it make what Dina knows? Dropping out of school was the best thing that could have happened to me. Oh, Chuck. Dina's mom sank into a chair beside the table and lowered her eyes to the floor. Well, as long as you're home, Mr. Martinson said, we're going to set a few things straight. First, you will obey all the family rules. Curfew, chores, everything. You'll get a job and help with expenses, and... And what else? Chuck interrupted. Do I have to wash behind my ears every night? That does it, Mr. Martinson shouted, slamming his hand down on the table. Dear, cautioned Miss Martinson. Forget it, shouted Chuck. 
I can see that coming back here was a mistake. You want to run my life. Well, I won't let you. I don't have to listen to you anymore. I'm going to L.A. at the end of the week, and you'll never see me again. Chuck was so furious, his entire body was shaking. Dina tried to think of something to say, anything, to calm everyone down. But Chuck crossed the kitchen and yanked open the back door. He slammed it so hard the window panes rattled. Dina saw him running down the driveway without looking back. Is he crazy? Mr. Martinson bellowed. His hands shot out, spilling the coffee mug. That boy thinks he can get away with anything, he cried. This time, he's gone too far. By late that afternoon, Chuck still hadn't come home. Dina tried calling Jade several times, but her line was always busy. When she'd finished all her schoolwork, she borrowed her mom's car and drove over to tell Jade what had happened. Maybe Jade will have some idea where Chuck is, Dina thought. As soon as Jade pulled open her front door, Dina found the answer. Chuck sat on Jade's living room couch, eating popcorn and watching a video. Jade was wearing a cat suit as usual. This one made of some kind of shiny yellow material. She had a big gold hoop earring in each ear, and her hair hung in one long braid over her shoulder. Even on a Saturday afternoon, Jade looks as if she just stepped off the cover of a fashion magazine, Dina marveled to herself. Come on in, Jade told Dina with a big smile. We're watching Bikini Teen Mutants from Sunset Strip. I saw it, Dina said. I thought it was gross. Yo, Dina, Chuck called. He smiled at her as if nothing at all had happened at home. Check out these zombies. Dina glanced at the screen. Three teenage girls with pasty white skin and glassy eyes were walking around in tiny bikinis underneath some palm trees. Now that's my idea of winter, Chuck said, grinning and pointing to the screen. How do you know it's winter, Jade asked. Doesn't matter. The weather's always warm in L.A. If you don't believe it, then come with me and check it out yourself. Yeah, maybe someday, Jade said, but first I have to finish high school. Give me three good reasons why, Chuck challenged. In fact, give me one good reason. What are you guys talking about, Dina asked, dropping into a green leather armchair. Oh, your crazy half-brother is trying to convince me to go to L.A. with him, Jade told her, rolling her eyes. And Jade's very close to saying yes, aren't you, Chuck said. In your dreams, Jade replied sharply. I'm serious, Chuck insisted. I can get a job, earn enough money for both of us. If you want to, you can finish school out there. Well, maybe someday, Jade repeated. It's certainly something to think about. Then she flashed Chuck one of her iceberg-melting smiles. Oh, wow, thought Dina. Can she actually be considering it? Well, you have till the end of the week to make up your mind, Chuck told her, because no matter what, I'm out of here on Friday. Where are you getting the money? asked Dina. For a brief flash, Dina caught the uncertainty in Chuck's eyes, but then he grinned and shrugged. I'll get it, no problem. Dina leaned back against the couch and shut her eyes. Why did Chuck have to hate Shadyside so much? Why couldn't he just be like the other guys and go to college and be normal? Why did he always have to mess up? There's another reason for you to come with me, Chuck said, leaning close to Jade. What's that? You'll be safer. He said it so softly and so seriously that Dina opened her eyes in surprise. What are you talking about? she asked. I told Chuck about the calls, Jade said. Really? Dina and Jade had decided not to tell anyone. Jade says the guy talked about a wrong number and the closet you two were hiding in, Chuck added. Do you think it's Farberson? Dina demanded, hearing a whispered voice in her mind again. Chuck shook his head. No way. Farberson's in jail, right? Maybe it's someone Farberson knows, someone he told the story to. Or maybe it's someone who read the details in the newspaper, Jade suggested. 
But it's obviously someone who's really sick, Chuck continued. Someone who could be dangerous. Dina felt a little shiver. I should tell Mom and Dad, she thought. If you were in California, Chuck told Jade, you'd be safe from whoever this nut is. Chuck? I really don't think, Jade started to say, but her words were cut off by the chime of the doorbell. She jumped up and hurried to answer it. A moment later, Jade returned to the living room, holding a stack of envelopes. Just a mailman, she told them. She began flipping through the envelopes and abruptly stopped. She pulled out a long white envelope and tore it open. After removing a folded piece of paper, she smoothed it and read it. A moment later, Jade dropped it with a shriek. Chapter 6 Jade, what is it? Dina cried, running to her. Jade didn't answer. She stared down in horror at the piece of paper, which had fallen onto the coffee table. As Chuck stepped up behind her, Dina picked up the paper. She studied it and felt another chill go down her back. It wasn't a letter. The sheet of typing paper had a drawing pasted on it. A drawing of a chainsaw. Someone had splattered a red marker on the page to make it look as if blood dripped from the saw. The bright drops of blood led to stark black letters at the bottom of the page. Your turn next. I don't believe it, Jade cried. This is so gross. Someone is a real sicko, Chuck said softly. Well, at least now we know one thing for sure, Dina said, turning her eyes away from the ugly drawing. What do we know, Jade asked. We know it couldn't possibly be Farberson, Dina declared. They censor prison mail, right? The prison would never have let Farberson send this. Hey, you're right, Jade cried. But then who? What if Farberson got out somehow, Chuck suggested, staring at the chainsaw. Dina swallowed hard. Th they wouldn't let him out. He's a murderer, she said softly. There's one way to find out, Chuck told her. Let's drive over to Fear Street to see if anyone is living in Farberson's house. Have you totally lost it? Jade asked him. The last time we went to Farberson's house, we nearly got killed. We won't get out of the car, Chuck assured her. We'll just drive past. Check it out. Then drive away as fast as we can. It'll be perfectly safe. There won't be anything to see, objected Dina. I mean, Farberson's house has been deserted since he went to prison. Dad told me so. Then there isn't anything to be afraid of, Chuck declared. He stood up. Come on, put on your coats. Let's go. When they first turned onto Fear Street, it seemed like any other street in Shadyside. But as they drove past Simon Fear's burned-out mansion and the Fear Street Cemetery, with its ancient tombstones poking up from the ground like skeleton arms, it became easy to see why so many frightening stories were told about the street. Farberson's house stood on a big lot next to the cemetery. Dina pulled her mom's Civic up to the crumbling front curb. The fading sunlight made the two-story Victorian house look even creepier than she had remembered it. What a wreck, Dina declared. She could quickly see that nobody had lived in the house for a year. In fact, the house was so run down, it was as if no one had ever lived there. Several of the windows were boarded up, others were cracked, the shutters hung loose on their hinges, and the scraggly lawn was overrun with brown weeds poking out through the patches of icy snow. Yeah, the house is definitely deserted, Jade murmured. Who'd want to move here, Dina replied. I mean, after everything that happened? It really looks like a haunted house, Chuck declared, staring at it. Think there are ghosts. Dina gazed up at the house. Oh! She let out a startled cry as a light flickered on in an upstairs window. A ghostly, flickering light. S someones in there, Dina stammered. She stared at the light as if she had been hypnotized. Who could it be? Jade whispered. The gas man, cracked Chuck. Chuck, don't be a jerk, Jade cried. 
There's someone in that house. Let's get going now. It's just the sun reflecting off the window, Chuck insisted. Chuck, the sun is practically down, Tina said. Let's go. She knew that Chuck was just trying to frighten them. It didn't take much to frighten Jade or her in this neighborhood, not after what had happened to them in this house. I think we should check it out, Chuck said, reaching for the door handle. Chuck, Jade cried. It's probably just some homeless person who's moved in, Chuck said, ignoring Jade's panic. Chuck, you promised, Jade said shrilly. You promised we wouldn't stay. You said, but he pushed open the car door and slid out. Back in a second. Tina and Jade called to him to come back, but Chuck started jogging across the front yard, up to the front porch. I don't believe him, Tina cried. He's crazy. He's just crazy. He promised. Dina, look, Jade shrieked. She pointed to the house. Dina raised her eyes to the upstairs window. To her surprise, the pale light had moved. The house lay in darkness. Then, as she stared up at the house, she saw the light flicker in a downstairs window. Whoever has the light came downstairs, Jade whispered. We've got to warn Chuck, Dina cried. Where was Chuck? Dina squinted into the hazy twilight. Oh no, she shouted. Chuck had climbed onto the front porch. Did he plan to go in? Dina and Jade shoved open their car doors and screamed a desperate warning. Chuck! Chuck! Don't go in! Chapter 7 Oh no! Jade shrieked. He's going in! I've got to get him! Jade, no! Dina pleaded. But her friend had already climbed out of the car and was running up the lawn toward the porch. She slipped on a patch of icy snow but kept on going, calling Chuck's name. Chuck turned around and said something Dina couldn't hear. Jade pointed upstairs and said something back. They seemed to be arguing. Hurry up, you two, Dina urged silently. We've got to get out of here. And then she saw something else. Something Chuck and Jade couldn't see. Another light. A light flickering from behind the house. And then Dina heard the grind and cough of an engine starting up. She turned her head and searched the empty street. No, the sound didn't come from the street. It came from behind the house. Jade! Chuck! she yelled. Someone's coming! Jade and Chuck stopped arguing and turned toward the street. They must have heard the engine, too, Dina realized. She saw Chuck leap off the porch and start toward the back of the house. Jade grabbed his hand and began pulling him in the opposite direction. Come back! Hurry! Dina shouted frantically. Her heart pounding, she dived back into the car. After sliding behind the wheel, she turned the key and revved the engine. Dina stared out at Jade and Chuck. Jade won the argument, Dina decided. She watched the two of them jog to the car. The engine behind the house roared louder. Jade and Chuck were halfway across the yard when Jade slipped again. This time, she fell into the snow. Chuck bent over her. My ankle! My ankle! Dina heard Jade cry. Hurry! Please hurry! Dina screamed. The light behind the house had faded. The yard was bathed in a blue-gray darkness now. Dina watched Chuck tenderly put his arm around Jade's waist. She seemed to be having trouble getting to her feet in the snow. Hurry! 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 Dina repeated her silent plea. The engine roar faded changed. No longer the sound of an engine revving up. Now it became the steady hum of a moving car, a car rolling down the driveway. Chuck! Jade! Dina's voice came out choked and frightened. Chuck still had his arm around Jade's waist. Jade took a hobbling step and then froze, staring at the side of the house. As Dina squinted into the darkness, a car came bouncing out from behind the house. Its headlights had been off, Dina realized. It wheeled off the driveway, onto the front lawn, picking up speed, faster, faster, straight at Chuck and Jade. Chapter 8 Dina called frantically to her friends, but they were frozen in place. 
The car picked up speed as it roared across the snow-patched lawn. The driver is trying to run them down, Dina realized. Run! Come on! Run! she shrieked. Finally, Jade and Chuck started to move. They lurched toward the street, Jade stumbling and sliding as Chuck tried to help her. Dina leaned over and popped open the passenger door. The dark car moved closer, bouncing the whole way. Jade dove into the back seat. Chuck slid in beside Dina, breathing hard. Go, 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 he screamed breathlessly. The car door still open, Dina floored the gas pedal. The car jerked away from the curb, tires squealing. In the rearview mirror, Dina saw the other car bounce off the curb, spin into the street. It tried to ram right into us, she realized. Go, 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 Chuck repeated. He twisted in the seat to peer out the back window. It's chasing us. Dina saw the headlights flash on. White light swept into the car. Go, go. I can't go any faster, Dina shrieked and roared through a stop sign. The tires skidded over an icy patch. The car jolted forward, slid, then shot ahead. It, it's catching up, Jade wailed from the back seat. What are we going to do? Dina couldn't answer. She was concentrating too hard to think. The dark trees in front yards of Fear Street whirred past as if in a dream. The only light came from the bouncing headlights of the car chasing them. Dina reached Old Mill Road, flew around the corner without looking, rustling the car to stay on the road. The tires squealed in protest. A horn blared, brakes screeched. Faster, down the dark, empty street. The other car turned, too. The invading light swept through the car. It, it's right behind us, Jade uttered in a tight, frightened voice. It, they bounced as the car bumped them hard from behind. Oh, Dina screamed as her hand slipped off the wheel. Dina's car lurched to the left. Another horn blared. She saw the blur of a red van swerving out of her way. Another hard bump. He's trying to bump us off the road, Chuck cried. I can't go any faster, Dina shouted, leaning over the wheel, squinting ahead. The little Civic shook as Dina pumped the gas pedal. Another hard bump from behind. And then the other car pulled left, shot forward, came up beside them. Dina turned her eyes from the road. Could she see the other driver? A blaring horn, an oncoming pickup. But Dina and the other car were side by side, blocking the whole street. We're going to be hit head on, Dina realized. Head on. Head on. She stomped on the brake. Too late, a deafening squeal, a long skid, the crunch of metal, the high tinkle of shattering glass. Then everything went dark.